Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Howdy, howdy. This is You Beauty, the best beauty podcast in the whole world. I'm Kelly McCarran. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but I was like, howdy, so now I'm going to be American apparently. And today we're chatting about massive fails we've experienced at the hairdresser or just not great experiences. Because for many of us, for some reason, no matter how assertive we are in our regular life, we find it damn near impossible to admit we hate what we've paid for when it comes to our hair, which seems really silly when you actually think about it. So let me take you back to the time that I was at university and decided that I needed hair extensions. When I actually think back to this, I'm like, how did I afford them? But it's because I chose the cheapest ones available. And for that, I went to this random little salon and literally had these big wefts of blonde hair. Didn't get them cut in. I didn't get them styled, nothing. Just huge wefts of blonde hair stitched into my head. And I just didn't say anything, which upon reflection is so silly because it was so painful. And I had a migraine for three days afterwards because it was just so sore. I guess they have to do it so tight to get it to stay in your hair, but my God, was it painful. And then I just let them go out without getting them infilled and it ended up being like my best friend having to chop them out and there was just like matted tufts of dreadlocks and it was just foul. I literally lost half my head of hair when she was getting them out. But for today, I thought that it would be great to get someone in to actually chat about this because hair appointment mishaps are way more common than many of us would like So for today's episode, I've invited on an expert. Phil Taylor is the Managing Director of Hair and Beauty Collective and the co-founder of unisex hair brand Done Good. But long before Phil went into the business of hairdressing, he was a hairdresser and he's here to help us navigate those very awkward moments where your haircut didn't quite match the brief that you gave them. So Phil, we need to know, if we're sitting in the chair after we've had our hair done and we're looking in the mirror and we're like, oh God, that is not what I wanted and that does not look good, are you just as mortified as us? I think it depends on what it is you're seeing, what you're interpreting. And um, sometimes and quite often it can be miscommunication or misinterpretation. Often when somebody ends up with a result which varies from what their expectation was, it can be because the consultation has gone wrong right from the outset. And perhaps what the hairdresser, colorist, stylist was interpreting you as wanting was different from what you were envisaging, if that makes sense. So something's happened. Someone is sitting in the chair and they're like, okay, I really don't like what I'm seeing. When do you speak up? The best time to bring it up is right there and now. And it's not an easy thing to do because I guess some people naturally uh, – non-confrontational, not that it has to be confrontational, but they don't like to have an awkward conversation, I guess. So they perhaps sit there and pretend they're happy with it and then go home and cry or tell a friend they've had a horrible experience and it's, it's not a good situation. So the best time to address it is whilst they're sitting there. 
being really honest and and saying to their hairdresser, look, this hasn't turned out exactly as I was expecting, or I'm not happy with X, Y, or Z, and addressing it with them immediately. So then they can either do something on the spot to remedy it and fix it if time permits, that is, or bring them back into the salon, you know, soon at a suitable time to fix it. So say that's happened to someone and they've walked away and they've just gone, no, I'm just not happy. Like, what do you think that they should do then? Do they call the hairdresser or do they sort of just book an appointment somewhere else? No, I think definitely contact your hairdresser. I mean, if you've paid good money for a service, you should ultimately be happy. You should receive what it is that you've paid for. Again, a lot of this does stem back to consultation and I think explaining exactly what it is you want and having that be crystal clear and everyone on the same page at the beginning of the service is key. But if you have got a result that you're not happy with and you're, you know, a couple of days later feeling a bit, you know, upset by it, definitely the best thing to do is is not go anywhere else but to go back, contact that um, salon and that stylist that you had the service with and flag it with them. And I can say with some confidence that I think almost every hairdresser I know, and I literally know hundreds of them, would prefer clients do that as well. Do you think it's unreasonable for a customer to expect a free follow-up appointment? Like what's the best practice there? That is difficult. One thing I will say from the top is I wouldn't leave it any longer than a couple of days. I've heard instances of people ringing up salons weeks, even months after the service. You've got to flag it within a respectful and reasonable period of time, which to me is sort of, you know, 48 hours, I would say is probably a realistic window. So let's say, for example, there is an outcome and it's really obvious that it's the hairdresser's fault. Like let's say you've had a patchy color job. The application has been poor and that's the issue. Then in a situation like that, it's pretty cut and dry, right? The onus is on the, the salon to own that and fix it and the cost should be bared by the salon. But if there is a debate around, say, the way a colour has turned out, like the tone of it, it can be a difficult one because if the client hasn't articulated and explained exactly what it is they want and they've left too much open to interpretation, again, that's where I think the consultation, I know I'm probably going to say that word consultation over and over, but that is the, the key to avoiding getting into these situations more often than not is um, sitting down and having visual references and being on the same page. Back to your question, who pays? Look, I think it can go either way. Depends what the problem is and, and who's responsible, but then that's definitely an area for debate, yeah. Okay, so you've touched on like making sure that you've got a really good consultation and that you've got some strong reference photos. Do you have any other tips for trying to avoid any mishaps? Yeah, I think probably researching if you're looking for a new hairdresser or colorist, what we're seeing now is certain salons tend to specialize in different things. So there's salons where their niche is like, you know, blondes and that's what they do incredibly well. So if you're someone who's blonde and you're, you're wanting to maintain that or you're wanting to go blonde, then my recommendation naturally would be looking for a salon like that, that specializes in that area and asking other people for their referrals as well, often word of mouth. And as I said, going in loaded with plenty of information to share, being super transparent about your, your hair history. Yeah, they're probably the key things. So lastly, can you share in your career any like just massive fails that you've seen happen? This was like 20 years ago. I was like really young and I was only a few years out of having finished my apprenticeship and I was wanting to travel and be adventurous and I found myself doing hair on cruise ships. And um, I remember having this experience one day where we were highlighting somebody's hair, obviously using powder lightener or what people would often refer to as bleach, you know, in foils. And about halfway through putting foils into this girl's hair, she had really thick 
curly, almost not Afro-like, but it was a very tight curl. We'd sort of foiled half of her hair and was working our way around the other half. And then I noticed there was sort of like steam. Like it looked like her, the back of her hair was pretty much on fire. It was pretty wild. And I quickly went around to the back and went to grab one of the foils and basically burnt my hands. It was like boiling hot, managed to flick it open like with a tail comb to see what was going on. And it was bubbling, like <gasps> like radioactive, and her hair was basically breaking off. It was insane. So there'd been a massive chemical reaction to, obviously she was using something in her hair, had reacted with the powder lightener. We, we were doing nothing out of the ordinary. It comes back to the consultation, like the more you can divulge to your colorist and hairdresser in terms of what you're using, particularly chemically, like if you've got a history of using, you know, funky products or doing box dyes or, you know, home experiments with colour and all that sort of stuff, you need to be telling your colourist before you go in and have a chemical service in a salon because whatever was in her hair had massively reacted to the powder liner. I'd never really seen anything quite like it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Phil, and thank you everyone for listening. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia, and if you believe in purpose-driven women's media, please consider subscribing to Mamma Mia. Not only does subscribing to Mamma Mia help keep us creating, it enables us to educate girls in some of the most vulnerable communities in the world. Subscribe to Mamma Mia. We'll pop a link in the show notes. Today's episode was produced by Michaela Floriano, and I'll be back in your ears tomorrow with some excellent recommendations. Bye. Bye.